Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The truth is, we're actually hurting ourselves. Because unforgiveness puts me in prison. And I've talked to people many times over the last years. And they say, that person hurt me so bad, I don't want to forgive them because I know they're thinking about me and going, man, why did I do that? I want to tell you, many times those people are not thinking about you. They're not even knowing you were hurt. You're the one that's in prison. So we're actually hurting ourselves. Unforgiveness puts us in prison. There's no freedom at all. It's been said that revenge is a dish that's best served cold. The natural tendency is to get even or do more than was done to oneself. This is completely against what God teaches throughout the Bible. Pastor Mark will be using the life of Joseph to illustrate how God wants you to respond when things are done to you. You'll hear about Joseph's trials and the wrong things that were done to him. You'll learn how Joseph reacted to those injustices done to him how God was able to use Joseph. Because of his willingness to react in a godly manner, God was able to save Egypt and Joseph's family. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Genesis, chapter 41, as he continues his message, Forgive, Forget, Freedom, Fruitful. Notice who made him forget? God. Notice what it says again. Let's go back to that. It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and my father's household. It was God. Here's the statement I want you to write down. Notice, I can't forget this by myself. I can't erase the hurt in the sting. I can't do it. Look at this statement. The foundation of being freed from our hurts is God. It's not psychology. It's not even a counselor. Now, a counselor can help you in many ways, especially if they're biblical counselors. But really, the one who helps us move past that is simply God. I'll never be freed of those hurts of life by myself. It's a spiritual battle. And only God, Jesus, can set us free. Now, that means those four words we gave you, they basically are premised by God first. God is the one that takes that sequence of forgive, forget, freedom, and fruitful. God is at the front of that. That's for you and I. For me to live that kind of life, I have to have an ongoing personal relationship with him. Sometimes when we get hurt, we move away from God. That will never solve anything in your life or my life at all. Well, Pastor Mike, I was hurt in a church. Well, I'm sorry. 
That happens for all of us, and you know all the things. And I was hurt. I thought this was the perfect person for me, and they hurt me. I'm sorry. Remember what the cause of all that is? Sin. And I'd like to say that none of us here have ever hurt anybody. That's not true. We've hurt people. Maybe we never really knew it, but we did. So understand, you have to be in that relationship. In spite of everything that Joseph suffered, he was still trusting God. That's where the freedom will come. Now, we learned, you say, well, Pastor Mercado, how do, you, how do you know he was still trusting God? Remember how many times we learned at the beginning of his life when he was in all those troubles? God was with him. God was with him. God was with him. It was an ongoing relationship because God had promised, Joseph, I'll never leave you. We have the same promise. So when hurt comes, when rejection comes, when all kinds of difficult things come, don't let the enemy say to you, well, God's left you. Let me read to you Psalm 16:8. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. Psalm 16:11. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Just turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm glad God is with me right now. Right now. I'm glad. Come on. I'm glad God is with me. Where? Right now. Are you glad? Amen. Because we can't do life without God. He's right here. Of course, we're two or three gathered together. Praise the Lord. He's right there. By the way, when you're leaving on your own, you don't have to grab somebody else. He stays with you. Don't have to be two, because why? We have God living inside of us. Amen? All right. Now, here's what you need to see. Remember, I showed you the sequence of those four things. Next thing you want to write is this. The basis of healing are hurts, those things that have caused us issues, always starts with forgiveness. Always starts with forgiveness. Now, notice, forgiveness must come before forgetting. You can't reverse them. It will never work. Forgiveness comes before forgetting. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, 32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. In the remaining chapters, we will see And we've already seen, you'll see it when Joseph's brothers come, we'll see that Joseph had already forgiven his family for all the hurts, all the stuff that he experienced. Very difficult. And he had also forgiven the others, forgiven them. He he wasn't acting in bitterness. And you'll see that really powerfully. And Potiphar's wife That's done. It's a done deal. It's forgotten. It hurt. He remembers it happened, but it doesn't affect him anymore. It's in the past. He's moving forward, and you're going to see he's in freedom, and he's been blessed out of his socks, fruitful, because he has forgiven those people. Now, we don't know, but I'm going to say this to you. Even if Joseph, in what, remember, Joseph wasn't a perfect person by any means. He's a sinner just like you and I at the start. But even if Joseph had blamed God, 
in one of those really down times for some of the things that, well, realistically, were very unfair. But remember what God was doing? Remember what Psalm said? Building his character, patience, all those kind of things, endurance. No doubt, Joseph already had asked God to forgive him. You can't leave God out of that sequence. Well, Pastor Mark, I forgive everybody, all those people that hurt me. But I can't forgive God for what he allowed. No, God works all things together for good. He's not against you. He's for you. And as you go through life, we can all get that thing in our mind. Why did you allow that? Well, remember, lots of things happen in our lives that God allows because our world is ruled with sin. Think of the shooting we just saw. How many would like to live in California? Look at that world out there. It's just unbelievable. But we have to remember, God is working all things in the background for good. He's not against you. He's for you. So don't ever, long term, say, God, man, I'm so mad at you. You've hurt me. No, God, thank you. I don't understand it, but I know your wisdom is greater than mine. I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 basically, would you forgive me because I was wrong? So let me say one other word for you. I want everybody to look at me. Listen to this statement. I need to learn the practice, the practice of real forgiving. Now, why do I need to learn the practice of real forgiving? Well, once I forgive, I'm never going to be hurt again. No. That's why it has to be a practice. See, these principles I'm giving you, Joseph had to practice. Started with his family then went to Potiphar's wife, then went to the prison. The cupbearer forgot him. It's just ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. And that's our life for all of us. So it can't be a one-time thing. And that's why I'm asking you, when you finish at home, just put those four little keys there, and it'll always remind you is what it means. Now, what does forgive really mean? Well, here's a great statement. It's a principle. To forgive is to set someone free from a debt they owe because of a wrong done to you. That's kind of the way we look at it. So forgiveness is, you owe me. I'm going to get revenge on you. You hurt me. Watch me get it even with you. No. To forgive is to set someone free from a debt they owe you because a wrong is done to you. Notice the word, forgive unmerited, undeserved, and free. How were you and I forgiven by God? Undeserved, unmerited, and free. Did we earn our forgiveness from God? No, it's a gift. When we ask, First John 1, 9, when we sin now, today. Remember, there's no perfect Christians. We sin. Does he still forgive us? Yes. Is it deserved? Not at all. What if God said, you just hit the limit? We might as well just go home. There is no limit. He's forgiven us. Now, here is where people get hurt. And if you're new to Christianity, you need to understand these. And I don't have a lot of time to go through these, but sometimes people misunderstand what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not approval or minimizing the wrong. Well, Pastor Mark, I'm not going to forgive that person. What they did was wrong. Well, if it was wrong, it's wrong. When I sin, do I do wrong? 
Yes. Does God still forgive me? Yes. So see, you have to understand it. Forgiveness, second, is not taking the blame for the wrong. A lot of people want to do that. Just take the blame for it. No, it wasn't my fault. You hurt me. I don't take the blame for it. It's not me. Well, now, let me make it a little exception, just like a little exception. If you're married, what usually happens when we have little, of course, we're Christians. We never fight in our marriages or have any difficult words or whatever. By the way, my wife and I on Monday, 52 years. Okay, 52 years. Yeah. And we've only fought twice at the beginning and today. No, I'm kidding. Now, think about this. Forgiveness is not taking the blame for the wrong. What do we do in marriage when we hurt somebody? Well, it's your fault. You didn't hear what I said. I'm just using that. I've never experienced that. I'm just talking to you. Right. See, we like to, we like to do this, don't we? So that doesn't work. Now, look at the last one. This is big. Forgiveness does not mean you allow someone to keep hurting you. Now, where I'm talking about there, of course, is an abuse that is ungodly. You just don't do that. If you happen to find yourself in a marriage or a dating relationship or whatever, and it's abusive, you have to forgive the people, but you get out of the unsafe relationship. I cannot tell you, and you know it. We see it on television, but it's, the reason it's on television, it's the real world. Some people allow their spouse just to continue to abuse them and beat them. And they'll go have broken bones to the hospital, all those things, and they go right back into the marriage. Never. God never meant abuse in our homes, in our marriages. You have to get away. If you have to divorce, then you eventually divorce. Because you cannot bring yourself and your children, men and women, back into a relationship. God didn't design the home to be a battlefield, not with physical abuse at all. Sometimes people say, well, you're a Christian, you just put up with everything. No, 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 no. You get to a place of safety. Could I hear an amen somewhere in the house? Yeah. See, you have to understand, God isn't there going for that. So understand that's true. Now, here is the big part. And this is specifically in marriages. But it applies to all of our areas. Whenever I deal with an affair in a marriage, the counseling takes longer than normal. So let me just make this statement to you. Forgiving someone doesn't mean you start believing everything they say. Forgiveness is immediate. I have to forgive. Even an affair, I have to forgive. But rebuilding trust takes time. If you're in a business... And your partner embezzled all kinds of stuff. Well, uh, tomorrow, you feel like, man, he really took advantage of me. Well, he did. So a year from now, I mean, right then, you just have to forgive him. And you let it go. You let it go. Six months later, he comes back and says, hey, can we start another business? No, I think you're going to say, try somebody else. Thank you so much. God bless you. You see, trust, how long does trust take? When there's a marriage affair, let me just tell you, usually a long time. It just takes time to trust a person again. So you can't believe everything they say. And that's where the hurt is. So understand, it just simply takes trust to come back. Forgiveness is now. Trust takes time. 
Now, don't go to the end. Well, I don't think I'll ever trust you again. No, that's the wrong word if you're married. That's the wrong word. But it takes, simply takes time. Now, real forgiveness always starts with God. It always starts with God. He's the one that will convict us in our heart, and we simply do that. When I confess my sins, he forgives me, and I just understand forgiveness comes from God. Now, look at Psalm 103. I'll just tell you. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him, who respect him. As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. Now, what is our response to God's forgiveness in our lives? What does that look like? Well, this is the gold standard. This is the command from Jesus. Take a look. Paul writes it, but he heard the stories of Jesus and how he put this into practice. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive As the Lord forgave you. That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. I am to forgive as God forgave me. I don't have time, but you can go to the Lord's Prayer. Remember, he says, forgive those. Forgive those who have sinned against you. And if you don't, God won't forgive you. He's not talking about your salvation. He's talking about your relationship with him. How in the world can God command that? How can he command that I'll forgive people in every grievance, every hurt? Doesn't matter what it is. How can I do that? Because we are able to forgive because the role model in my life is God. He forgave me. I didn't deserve it. It was unmerited. It was free. So when I come to being hurt in a marriage, in a relationship with families, all church, wherever it is, the hurt is happening. When I come to that, I have to go back to thinking about myself. How have I been forgiven by God? That's the role model. That's exactly what Paul just said there. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, what does that mean? Well, I can't think about it. Here's the next thing I want you to write down. This is hard for us. Look at this statement. Forgiveness is a deliberate act of my will. It won't happen. You won't die. Okay, I feel like forgiving now. No, no, no. The command is there. I have to have a deliberate act of my will and simply say, I forgive you. That doesn't mean I approve of it. Doesn't mean I was at the fault with it. I forgive you because God forgave me. Now, I am able again to forgive because God gives us the power to give. Now, why would God command that? Well, you know it. If I fail to forgive, there's huge dangers. And the Bible speaks about that. The danger of unforgiveness. If I refuse to forgive, then unforgiveness carries a high penalty. Now, what does that look like? We think that the person who hurt us is in prison. But you know what? The truth is, We're actually hurting ourselves because unforgiveness puts me in prison. 
And I've talked to people many times over the last years. And they say, that person hurt me so bad, I don't want to forgive them because I know they're thinking about me and going, man, why did I do that? I want to tell you, many times those people are not thinking about you. They're not even knowing you were hurt. You're the one that's in prison. So we're actually hurting ourselves. Unforgiveness puts us in prison. There's no freedom at all. And here's an interesting statement for you to write. Because you've experienced it. I've experienced it myself. Look at this. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was me. Now remember, forgive, forget, freedom. If I don't forgive and allow God to take the sting out of the thing so I can forget it, I know what happened, but it doesn't affect me anymore, there is no freedom. And if there's no freedom... There's no fruitfulness in my life. I can't be used by God. Now, who wants to live with no freedom? He who the Son says free is free indeed. You could quote it, but if I refuse to forgive, I'm never free. And it affects my whole life. Now, how does it affect my whole life? Well, unforgiveness usually starts with bitterness. Forgiving one another requires humbleness on my part. Most people don't forgive because we're too prideful. I'm not going to them. They hurt me. No way I'm doing that. Sorry. It's a command from God. You'll be in prison. You will be miserable in your life. So will I. I have to do what God says to do. Let me read to you Ephesians 4.31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Now, I want you to think about something. It may sound to you like, this is too simple. Well, this is very powerful, actually. If I take this sponge, and I pour vinegar on it, soak it right up, and then I squeeze it, does orange juice come out? Hello? No. What comes out? Vinegar. If my life, this is me, Is filled with an unforgiveness. If I squeeze this, what comes out? Bitterness. And it doesn't just affect me. It affects others. We say, well, Pastor Mark, how did that happen? It's called unforgiveness. See, when you begin to see that, when I begin to see that, out comes bitterness, a critical spirit, A revengeful spirit. I'm going to get even. They really hurt me. I had nothing to do with it. I'm going to get even. That's a normal thing of our old flesh, all of us. That's just the way it is. With unforgiveness, guess what happens? Look at this. And Satan blinds this truth so much from us. Look at this. If we don't forgive, it will affect us spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Many people have all kinds of crazy diseases. Why? Because they've never, ever allowed forgiveness to be a rule in their life. Today, Pastor Mark taught how important it is to forgive and forget the bad that has been done to you. He warned you against allowing hurts to fester inside and reminded you that the Bible urges you to avoid this. He spoke about how forgiveness is setting someone free from a debt they owe 
because of a wrong done to you, which also sets you free. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up the teaching, Forgive, Forget, Freedom, Fruitful. He'll continue explaining the nature of forgiveness and the proper perspective on it that you should have as a Christ follower. He'll remind you that a Christ follower's example for life is God himself, displayed through the life of Jesus. And you'll learn how to take his character into yourself. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team, your lessons for living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.